Hello, this is Steve Martin, all set for part two now of our festive Earshot Creative Review, coming to you direct from the Novello Theatre in London. We'll be back inside the theatre bar in just a moment for more great audio and more insight from some of radio's greatest producers and commentators. But first, a bit more of me standing on the pavement like a twerp, because I wanted to let you know that we're starting to plan the Earshot Creative Reviews for 2012. So if you're in radio promotions, imaging or advertising, then I'd love to share some of your creative work on the podcast and the blog. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. I know we have listeners in India, the US, Canada, South Africa, Australia and Europe, among other places. And you don't have to come on the podcast yourself if you don't want to. So if you would like to share your best work with an international audience, then please make it your New Year resolution to keep me in touch with what you're doing, that I can feature it on the Earshot Creative blog and the Earshot Creative Review podcast. All the contact details you need are at earshotcreative.com and I look forward to hearing your work as we move into the new year. Earshotcreative.com is the website address. Meanwhile, let's get back into the warm and back into the Earshot Creative Review with Nick Goodman, James Cridland, Jacob Rickard, Lou Nash, John Myers and James Stodd. The Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobson's. Let's just talk briefly about 2012. It's a big year of set-piece events. We've got a Golden Jubilee. We have the London Olympics. And Jacob, working on Choice FM, a London radio station, to what extent is Choice going to be uh, reflecting the London Olympics? I think it will be very much listener-driven. I think anything that the, the Choice audience is getting involved with will be kind of with them. I guess that's the main thing. Uh, nobody thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good and honest. And James, you're working at the BBC, the official broadcaster for London 2012. How are your plans coming on at this stage? I'm sure they're very well advanced. I'm, <laughs> I'm not involved one bit. I, I, what, I would, what I would say with this, actually, is when it's a big event, there's, there's obviously going to be a huge number of media outlets and radio stations who have absolutely no rights to cover the Olympics or even talk about the Olympics. And there are so many ways you can you can sort of try and take ownership and do things in your own way with, you know, without sort of upsetting the authorities. And it's, it's all about that, the attitude and um, sort of getting, getting the listeners involved. I think, I think Choice will do it very well. I, I, I remember hearing something that Kiss did on the, on the Royal Wedding. You wouldn't expect Kiss to necessarily be all about the Royal Wedding, but uh, they, they were running little five-second sweepers, which were listeners going, I'm, I'm so-and-so from Croydon and Kiss is my kingdom something as simple as that just sort of tied it in in a sort of royal wedding feel without them having to go all out royal wedding so i think with the olympics there's, there's ways and means of doing it the uh, the bbc will be doing it uh, in in a spectacular way i'm sure but uh, uh, i watch the space you may not have the rights nick goodman for an event like that but you can't ignore it can you because it's going to be what your audience is interested in yeah you can't ignore it and the, the key is to find a way of doing it and it was interesting james mentioned the rights there because um one of those dull evenings that i had uh, sitting uh, there leafing through the regulations of what broadcast uh, partners and non-partners can do and say about the olympics it seemed incredible i i'm pretty sure i read a paragraph although it was late in the evening and, and large amounts of wine had been consumed i'm pretty sure i had read a paragraph which says you're not allowed to use the words london 2012 to kind of describe your coverage. So you can't say, you know, here we are celebrating London 2012 on a promo because, you know, unless you're officially sanctioned an official broadcast partner, that's kind of against the rules. So it'll be, firstly, really interesting to see creatively what stations who are non-rights-holding stations do, and secondly, uh, how they get uh, around that and whether they break the law and uh, go to prison. 
John, as uh, head of the Radio Academy, what would you advise radio stations to do if they have no rights? Uh, (laughs) um, I think if you have no rights, you should act appropriately. However, it was... um, It was interesting that uh, away from the Radio Academy uh, and in London, I heard a couple of pirates declaring themselves as the official radio station for the Royal Wedding. (laughs) And and there are many examples of over the decades of radio stations, you just claim ownership. And if you do it in a way that is clearly a wind-up, it is clearly over the top, you can get away with it. And so there are, you know, there are many st- uh, stations where they've lost the football rights, but you sort of don't want to admit that to your listeners. They haven't got football rights, so you create a football show. And while you might not have the commentary, you would still claim to be the official radio station for this, that, and the other. And, um, and there are many ways of doing that, really clever ways. If you do it in a sort of a send-up, you could, the, it's amazing how many people will still believe but i'm not so sure what value a listener sitting at home listening to a radio station claiming that they're the official station for this that and the other really has all they want to know is look entertain me if you entertain me i'll stay with you but um i think we might get olympics fatigue by the time it comes along i was listening to a lot of uh, of u.s radio obviously last week as i was wandering around Baltimore getting rained on and um, one of the things that I noticed is quite a few of the stations were uh, in automation on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon as you would as you uh, sadly expect in these in this day and age but there was one radio station which was a classic rock radio station probably aimed at a sort of 30 something uh, male and all of their um, all of their jingles were all saying it's the countdown to the big game here on WXYZ or whatever it was called and I really liked just the idea that although they were clearly not going to do any com- any commentary on whatever the big game was, w- you know, and, and they clearly had no rights whatsoever because they weren't even telling me what the big game was, the fact that they were actually saying, we're counting down to the big game here on WXYZ, I thought was really, was really interesting because that was an interesting way of owning something, even though... I wasn't quite sure what they were owning. Certainly, Jack FM, a little bit further up the dial, wasn't wasn't uh, w- wasn't making any mention of this. Nor was the very very pokey uh, NPR station uh, uh, on the air as well. And I just thought it's really simple, really clever way of owning something which is going on in your area, which a lot of your audience will be will be taking part in. And there are many radio stations, I am sure, will take the stance, the, the only station on the dial where you won't hear anything about the Olympics. And they'll use that as a positive. And you hear that so many times now where they'll actually promote the negative. James, we'll stay with you then. <laughs> well, I was uh, in uh, Baltimore last week, uh, sunny Baltimore, um, that rained most of the time, I have to say. Um, and I played this piece of um, this piece of audio. Well, actually, um, I, I, I don't like rules very much, so uh, I've actually given you some video. But as we know, the pictures are better uh, if you just close your eyes and have a listen to this. Music. Turn it up. It's Capital FM. Makes you want to move. When you have a great melody, a song can last forever. I love it. When a beat goes boom, boom. It's Capital FM. You could be from anywhere in the world, but you play that one song and everybody feels exactly the same. People all know your song because of Capital FM. It's crazy. There's a song for every mood possible. First thing in the morning and last thing at night. 
tune in. The middleman between me and my fans is the radio. Without the radio, a hit would not be a hit. Capital FM rocks! The biggest tunes, the biggest artists, all in one place. 95 to 106, Capital FM, the UK's hit music station. Here we go. So I think two things on that. I think, firstly, um, it, it, one of the things that the Americans instantly picked up on is, wow, how did you get all those people? Rihanna was in there, the Black Eyed Peas were in there, and many other popular beat combos, of which I have no idea. Um, how did you get those, those people? How much did that cost to make that ad? And I think that... Um, when you look at American radio as opposed to UK radio, American radio has spent probably the last three or four years trying to take the record industry to court to stop the record industry charging them lots more money for the songs that, that they end up playing. So we kind of forget, I think, that we are really, truly blessed in the UK in that we work together so well with the music industry. Um, and we can get massive names such as that onto our TV ads. But I think, secondly, um, we also forget quite how well we work together uh, here in the UK as an industry. And whether you have a look at the, uh, the radio festival from the Radio Academy, which is a wonderful get-together that really doesn't happen in that way uh, in many other places in the world, whether you have a look at the Sony Radio Academy Awards, again, a wonderful way of uh, really celebrating what's brilliant in terms of radio across uh, across UK radio, whether that's, uh, whether that's commercial or, or the BBC. And it's something which is really, really unusual. And we forget, actually, how well we work together in the UK in comparison to the US, where NPR never talks to commercial radio. Uh, in, in Australia, where the, where, where the ABC and commercial radio, frankly, might as well be in completely different countries. So the point with that audio is that Capital has the confidence to promote radio itself. Absolutely. I mean, when you listen to that, that's a great advert for radio. So what Capital isn't saying is, Capital's brilliant and the other radio stations are shit. Go and have a listen to Capital. What Capital is saying there is, radio is fantastic and we are brilliant radio. And actually, if every single radio ad was an ad for radio first and foremost, then how marvellous could, could we make our industry? John Myers, do we sometimes forget how wonderful our industry is? Um... I think so, yes. And the fact that we don't celebrate success enough, even though we have the Sonys and we have the Archivas and things like that, a lot of other industries celebrate success a lot more than we do. And we tend to always think about the problems. But actually, you know, radio in this country, 92% of the population tune in, which is a staggering figure. You know, I mean, if you were to start a business now, and you were to say to your board that you are going to get 92% of the population to buy it, they'd think you were nuts, you know. So we've got 92% of the population tuning in. And of course there's a competitive spirit which keeps radio stations good. But um, I think we should celebrate a lot more. And I think the BBC, by the way, are guilty of apologising about everything, you know. And, and the, the BBC are brilliant at so much stuff. And yet they should hire people in their PR department who only do good news. Because they're always defending. I mean, even today they're defending about loads of stuff that's going on with, you know, Frozen Planet. For God's sake, you know, just say, look, it's brilliant. Sod off, you know. But they don't. They go really deeply into it. And uh, there's so much good stuff about And I actually think we should celebrate more. But the, the point that uh, James mentioned there about that ad, that's probably one of the best radio TV ads 
I have seen for years. And when that comes on, that has real impact. And there's, you know, as much as when we launch radio stations and we put our uh, TV ads on the air, how much as we like them, you know, we know they're good, but they're not brilliant. But when you see that, you go, that is brilliant. You know, and you've got to take your hats off to Capital. Fantastic. I also think the, um, the magic commercials that go on TV are pretty good in terms of this is a chill out station playing nice songs the way they do it uh, they aren't saying listen we've got presenters that are in your face it's all about the music and and uh, and the mood of that station and smooth's advertising in particular is much more about the mood but I do think some some stations have an identity problem great radio production and the people who make it tosses the earshot creative review sponsored by Hobson's We've just got time to play a couple more of our hits of the year. James Stodd, what have you got? This is more sort of following on from sort of John's, John's challenge, actually, because we were discussing earlier the, the local radio campaign, uh, the campaign for uh, DQF and the BBC Trust and how, how you sort of promote something that's fairly, fairly dry. Um, th- this is an example of something I had to create for um, part of the BBC's media literacy campaign, which essentially is another fairly, fairly dry piece of um, content in terms of trying to persuade people who haven't gone online to get online. It followed on from a campaign last year where we were sh- trying to tell people if you haven't gone online you can go and find a course locally at your local college. Uh, this was to persuade people uh, who had done that and then felt confident about it or maybe their uh, sort of sons and daughters to spend an hour and help someone get online. So it's just how you do something very public service um, in a f- fairly factual way and uh, what we ended up doing was as before talking to people who had done it, talk to real people get some stories and um, package them up in in that way so it's you know we we, in in our sort of creative team we sort of do lots of interesting things for big dramas and they can be all singing all dancing this is very much public service and i think it's still very much you know one of the things the bbc still has to do so i'm quite proud of this actually helping someone you know to take their first click online is easier than you think my sister called me one day and she said i find it very difficult to use a computer can you come down and help me because she was really keen to try to find a school for her daughter she felt a lot more relaxed knowing that it was a family member that was supporting her once we typed in the school league tables and she saw GCSE results and I said well that's what you do you click it and she said oh is it that simple (laughs) you'll find everything you'll need to help someone take their first click at bbc.co.uk slash first click friends including handy guides to download and helpful films too just go to bbc.co.uk slash first click friends and there's a parallel there with something you were doing Lou in using real people um, yeah, uh, we've we used student voices um, to voice a trial that was aimed at students getting them out of bed. We know students are rubbish at getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so here at URN, we thought we'd help. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Hello. Out of our beds earlier to help you get out of yours. And to kickstart your day, we're giving away four free coffees every morning. <sighs> you snooze, you lose. Wake up with URN weekdays from 8. We wanted listeners to relate to the voiceovers and think, yeah, that's that's someone like me. Um, 
Did you measure how many people got up as a result of it? Well, it was a brand new show. Um, and we got pretty good listenership considering it was on at eight o'clock in the morning, which for students <laughs> is early. It's people don't out. go into lectures till one. <laughs> I just wanted to pick up one thing, actually, talking about Lou's uh, audio and also the, um, some of the audio from the Student Radio Awards, because I was one of the judges for the uh, marketing category. And what sort of struck me is how, how all the entries have sort of become so much sort of better over the years. And I think one thing that has struck me, and we, we talked about briefly, was the fact that people are trying to emulate a lot of the time radio stations that exist already, like Radio 1. Uh, and, you know, w- when we heard entries that were uh, substantially different or trying to n- do new things, that was really sort of refreshing because I think it's one of those times in people's careers when you can essentially run a radio station and do what you want, how you want it, and experiment. And I think, you know, people sort of forget that when they get into student radio sometimes that actually, whilst it could be a springboard to a career in radio, it could be a springboard to a career in something completely different or you know it's, it's about the creativity and the freedom and the sort of braveness to do new things and you know student radio is, is doing a lot of a lot of those things not just in people on air but in terms of the sort of technical people coming up with some really innovative sort of ideas uh, you know I, last year I remember seeing an iPhone app that someone had developed you know and it's the skill those sort of skills that we necessarily wouldn't have developed when we were younger wanted to get into radio and I think you know if student radio and community radio can can do more of that then I think that's a sort of really sort of bright thing for, for radio in general. I just wanted to play you something that was sent to me from a Norwegian radio station called uh, P1. This was sent by a guy called Marius Hansen, and it's a radio promo for a weekly environment programme, OK? And these kind of programmes go on public service speech stations the, the world over, certainly in you know, North America and Europe. And if you just think how Radio 4, for example, might promote a weekly environment programme, OK, you've probably got that sound in your head. Compare it with this. Naturens Verden, söndag morgon klockan 9 på NRK P1. So that's, that's Norwegian wood, uh, okay, promoting a show about Norwegian forests and ecology. Very good, very good, genius. And it's probably, what, 12 seconds long as well. But isn't it a, about a million times more memorable than a presenter saying, I'm standing here in a field and this Saturday morning you can hear me talking to a farmer? I miss John Craven. That's what it needs, a bit of John Craven on there, you know, a bit of country uh, file. That would have been better. But no, very good, very good, like that. Well done, P1. And finally, Jacob, you've brought a piece of audio that you really rate. Yeah, this is similar to the work that I brought from Choice. It's basically just a lot of noise, um, and that's what I get really inspired and excited by. So this is the best bit of noise I've heard in 2011. Um, It's from XFM. I thought I'd bring something from uh, a global radio neighbour. And uh, XFM and Choice are are very similar in lots of ways and have had a very similar year, Um, both completely relaunched schedules with brand-new breakfast shows and a new music sound and a new imaging sound. And so this is um, it was interesting following how XFM were doing as well. Um, while we were do- working on the choice stuff um, and this is just a bit of uh, creative imaging which I really like um, made by Pure Tonic Media actually and um, also with Dan Rideau at XFM and this is the opener for Marianne Hobbs on a weeknight Stand up And now live London Manchester Yow. The world famous music response with Marianne Hobbs Marianne Hobbs The biggest joints on the planet Are you ready? The heaviest guest 
the nastiest session The filthiest mixes Drop it bombs Listen up Find music response Find you music We are XSM Anyone want to talk about nasty and filthy? They good words in copy, John? No (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was very nasty, very filthy, loved it yeah, that was that was that was really good. I what I, I I particularly like just the the use of the music along with the the, the voices in there. It's really really it's a really good piece of work. Yes, I, sorry, I was just thinking about it. I was just knowing how long it would have taken to make that, but I, I just think it's a really sort of strong, solid sonic identity for XFM. I think it sounds really fresh. Uh, it's really easy it to listen D- to. It was DJ fresh, in fact. The uh, the music bed on that, in fact, I think you'll find. Segway. There you go. All right. Brilliant. Well, listen, thank you all very much for your time today, for bringing your audio and taking time to uh, share that with us. It's the Earshot Creative Review. We'll be back with new additions in the new year. Uh, But for now, from all of us and our sponsor, Hobsons, thank you. Thank you. The Earshot Creative Review. Well, what lovely people. You can see their photos and links at earshotcreative.com. And with thanks to all of them and to you for listening... As the Christmas lights sparkle on the streets of London, wherever you are, I wish you every good wish for Christmas and a very happy 2012. Bye for now. Bye-bye. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your King, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See this song goes to all the boys and girls, Kuala Kuala, all the children in the world. Listen up, I have a story to tell, cause I got lots to share. See, the song goes to all the grown-ups Painting for those who fill their own cups Good tidings for everyone to share To prepare for the new year We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year Good tidings And this goes to the rich men in your mansions with your children. Look outside at your no fun. Help the homeless have fun. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Dum dum da 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 da